How's it going, everybody? It's Trevin Pixley, sports reporter here at the Bonner County Daily Bee, and it is my week, my turn to bring you a podcast. I'm very excited to do this podcast because the winter sports season has come to an end. The spring season is starting to begin. Teams are practicing. They're getting ready for the season ahead, and that just means we are that much closer to our spring preview section. I've talked to some of the coaches in the area, got to kind of know more about what is going on with the spring sports as the year has, or as the season has drawn closer. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of the spring sports season. It's going to be my first season here at the Daily Bee, but I was able to learn a lot and kind of figure out these winter teams as the winter sports season began and came to an end. So without further ado, we're going to recap these seasons um, from girls basketball, boys basketball, and wrestling for Clark Fork and Sandpoint. We're going to start things off with the Clark Fork girls basketball team. Now, if you read my recap on the website or in the newspaper at BonnerCountyDailyB.com, Clark Fork girls were in a weird situation this year. They have a lot of talent, and they're one of the better 1AD2 schools, but the level of competition that they played in and the youth that they have on their team hurt them this year. You know, most of the time in 2022, they had to play up in a classification. They had to play teams that, you know, weren't necessarily on their level, and then they had to, you know, play some 5AC teams who... Even in the 5A, teams like Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene, things like that, when you go down to their C team or their JV team, that is still a really talented roster that they have to go up against. They came out of the season 4-11, and but like, I think, very similar to Sandpoint Boys team, they looked and seemed better than what their 4-11 and record showed. And... They were really hurt this year. I mean, before the season even started, they were without Emily Myers for the season, the starting guard, Kelly Mace, um, Paige Valerie, hope I said that right, and uh, Breezy Forner. That's that's four girls in a 1A Division II basketball team. And when you have that many injuries and, you know, nonetheless key players in key roles, that is going to hurt you in the season. And Jordan Adams, you know, reflected that same, that same story. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you can't really call a learning experience. I think for the kids that are on the team, you can call that a learning experience. But for these kids that got hurt, they didn't get to play, they didn't get to contribute, and they're just watching on the bench. I mean, that's that's the definition of the saying, "the way she goes," and that is just you know the way she goes sometimes in any any level of sport, whether it's high school college or professional there's always a chance that you can get hurt and it's going to derail your season and that's kind of what happened with Clark Fork but the plus side Clark Fork basketball is these young kids and a lot they are very young too at their core they only have three seniors that will graduate this year but young core that stepped up during their absence you know got a lot of playing time and they did really well Lily Reuter or Lily Reeder is one of, I don't want to say a favorite, I don't claim favorites, but you know, one of my 
most exciting players to watch in the area, and she's only a sophomore. She really came on at the end of the season to get Clark Fork to play in an opportunity to play in a play-in game. I think she had 15 three-pointers between those two games. And she has she has looked the part. She has looked like a starting point guard. And, you know, if these injuries didn't happen and, you know, the season didn't go the way it was, you know, Lily's probably on the bench. You know, she's not getting the playing time that she gets. She's probably the first person off the bench. Um, but she doesn't have that impressive resume and that kind of momentum to go off of for next season. So that's a positive for her. That's a positive for Clark Fork girls basketball. And they played a Deary team who the White Pine League in both the 1AD1 and the 1AD2, for my money in those classifications, is the toughest division to play in. And they run into a Deary team who does have a pretty deep bench. And Clark Fork has two girls coming off the bench. Everybody else is playing the entire game. And Clark Fork, for the first half, I mean, I, I think they were beating them in the first quarter, even. They were hanging tough with that Deary team with limited resources. And they have a great core, a solid core, that next year, inside the 182, and hopefully, you know, the scheduling could be a little better. And they could play some more teams that are, you know, at their level. And I don't you know, want to say that they're a level down than they are or a level up than what they are. I mean, talking to Jordan Adams, the coach over there at Clark Fork, I mean, she had repeated the same sentiment, you know, playing teams on their level. They're going to have to go out and try and schedule these games to make sure that the teams that they play will get them ready to where they need to be. And with these kids coming back from injury and the young core that got to play, I think Clark Fork basketball, girls basketball, has a very, very bright future for 2023. And, you know, I would go on a limb and say, let's transition to the next team that I'll talk about. We'll go stick with Clark Fork. We'll talk about the Clark Fork boys basketball team. And they they just, they had a weird, a weird deal. And, you know, I don't like the idea of this for a high school team. They went and played and won nine games in a row and probably looked the best that they have looked all season. And they've put together a string of two seasons where they've been impressive. This year, they got to the state playing game and they won their most regular season games that they have won in 15 years. I wrote it in their recap. If you combine the wins from their last four seasons, that equals out to 11. So they win 12 games this year which is more than they have in the last four years combined. And it's their first you know, season with double-digit victories since the 2007-2008 season, back when it was just the 1A state tournament, and they had a barn burner with Lapway in the second round where they ended up losing. Didn't place at the tournament. But they are on a hot streak, and they were, they were right there, and they were getting things done. The problem is is at the end of the regular season, they didn't play a single game for three weeks. I think it was more than three weeks even. It was about 28 days that they went without playing a regular season game. Their regular season finale was right when girls' basketball state, girls' basketball districts was taking place. So they had a three-week hiatus. Now, I know Heath Heath Beeson, coach over there at Clark Fork, he's not 
you know, letting these kids slack off in practice. Just knowing the kind of guy he is, the kind of program that he's running over there. They're conditioning every day. They're running suicides every day. They're going up and down the court. They're a well-conditioned team. But not getting that game experience for that long is going to hurt any team, especially at a high school level. I mean, you look at it in even the biggest world of sports. You look at it at the NFL. You know, some people say it's good to have a bye week. You come off the bye week, you win. I think statistically the last two years, teams off of a bye week in the NFL have actually lost more than they've won. So while it may be good to get, you know, let's say like a six, seven, five-day break in there for your for your basketball team, it's not going to be good to not play for three weeks. And they've seen that in their uh, North, North Star League championship game against Mullen. You know, in the first half, it was a back-and-forth game, back-and-forth. And Clark Fork had some rust to him. They managed to kick that rust off and win the game. But when you're not when you're going into practice and you're playing yourself every single time, you're playing the same kids, you're playing the same team, you know what the offense is running because you run the same offense, you're on the same team. You know, it's hard to keep kids engaged that way. And it's you know, it it sucks that it went that way, but you know, they kicked off the rust. They said, you know what, you know, just because we went through this doesn't mean that we can't make it to the next level. And they get back into a state playing game situation. And they happen to run into a team like Timberline, who, for my money, both of them deserve to be in the 1AD2 state tournament. I mean, you look at the 1AD2 state tournament this weekend, the first round, most of them were blowouts. You know, and you get into the semifinals, those are good games, close games, finals, close games. I really think you throw in a Tim, if you throw in. Clark Fork and Timberline. I think Clark Fork gives somebody a run for their money down there in the D2. I really do. And, yeah, I think they had a they had one of those seasons that they just drew the short straw at the end of the, at the, end of the year because they played a good team like Timberline, a high-quality team. It was a state game. The game they played against Timberline was a state game. I mean, you're going up against two really high-quality teams in the classification, fighting for a spot for state, and you lose by three points. That's a backbreaker. And another backbreaker for this Clark Fork boys basketball team is they're going to be losing their two biggest leaders next year in Sam Barnett and Carter San Roman. However, there's still a nucleus there. You know, and that's kind of what you want. You mean, you don't want to go into next season and have three, four, five kids off your roster. You know, you want to make sure that you know, you have a solid group of three, a solid group of four. You know, you got the other San Romans that are still going to be there and uh, some other contributors that contributed throughout the season. But replacing a kid like Sam Barnett and Carter San Roman, that is going to be that's going to be one of the hardest things that they have to do, especially in a leadership capacity. So um, I know Heath, he's a great coach. You know, he's going to get these kids ready, and I'm excited for both Clark Fork teams next year. I think Clark Fork boys is really building a program over there, and it's getting them more numbers, too. And when you're playing small-town basketball, small-town sports in general, that's what you want. You want kids on your roster, kids excited to play the game. And from his first year, he had four kids on the roster. This year, he had 19. 